dig. What's up? Welcome to the Things We Dig podcast, where we talk about pop culture and bullshit. On today's episode, <laughs> the boobies showed and my mom put her hand over my face. Wow, this is still that awesome fucking action movie, but it's a really well done, like witty satire. The aliens, dude, the arachnid, mm -hmm. they were super scary still, man. They just look like big ass bugs. And I didn't know this, but this is actually based on a novel, right? Like from 1959, I think it was. All right, what's up all you citizens and civilians out there? Welcome back to another episode of the Things We Dig podcast. As always, I'm the other Chris. Hey, what up, man? It's Alex. All right, welcome all you grunts. This is Steve. I'm locked, I'm loaded, and I'm ready to kill some motherfucking aliens. It's Dave. If you have already guessed what this pod is about by those few clues, you're fucking awesome and we love you. We're talking about Starship Troopers this week. All right, guys, this is an awesome science fiction movie from 1997. If you haven't seen it, it's about Earth is kind of under a fascist regime in a like a alternate future. And they're all united against fighting a giant race of alien bugs from the planet Kandathu. And it takes place after our hero's hometown is destroyed and they all decide to join up and go to war with these bugs. It's a fucking awesome movie. It sounds really ridiculous and stupid if you haven't seen it before, but if you have, I'm sure you love it. I haven't met anyone from our age group that's seen this movie and is like, yeah, that movie was stupid. So what do you guys think about it? Well, as you said, it's kind of ridiculous and stupid, but I don't know if I realized it when I first watched it, but it was supposed to be that way. Like it was purposely, you know, satire, which I don't think I caught on to when I was younger. Steve, now that you bring that up, I didn't realize that either. And I did see somebody talking about it being a satire. And I was like, holy shit, that does make sense. But I think that we were just a little too young to realize that. When it initially came out, times were different. Obviously, back in 97, we didn't have these streaming services or any way means to watch these things. Yeah, so cool. it's like you had to have a friend that owned it and it was rated R. So, I mean, I definitely... My family didn't own this movie. I had to catch it at a friend's house or like another cousin's house or something. And I think eventually for myself, I saw it on somebody's like movie channels or something with Cox Cable back in the day. But um, you didn't see it in theaters? No, I didn't, dude. Did you? Yes, in a Dome 12, bro. <laughs> How old? I mean, it came out in 97. So, I mean, my parents definitely, weren't going to uh, take me to this movie. Definitely dude. the moment <laughs> when uh, the boobies showed and my mom put her hand over my face. And I'll but it was too late for that, mom. I already had I that image downloaded in the Spank Bank. Dude, I am, unfortunately did not get to see this movie in the theaters. I was probably 10 when I saw it for the first time. I want to say my uncles let me watch it. And I also did not know until probably five years ago that it was a, a satire. And then once I'm told that and you like look for the clues, you're like, oh, holy shit, this is like a really well done satire. And I guess like the military industrial complex and recruiting people into war and how they make it seem and like fascism a little bit, especially how Neil Patrick Harris, shout out, his dress is pretty much an SS soldier 
later once he's like an officer and shit. But the the fact that that can pass by your head so easily because it's just an awesome fucking action movie on top of that is like what makes it great. And now that I'm older and I see all those clues, I'm like, oh, this is still that awesome fucking action movie, but it's a really well done, like witty satire. And uh, it's fucking awesome. I, I do remember when it came out, though, it seemed like it was get, like going to be a scary movie, you know, for how young I was when it did come out and for it being rated R, I was like, oh shit. So by the time I did see it, it it, it was like pretty freaky, man, for the gore and like the violence of the scenes oh, hell yeah. and stuff. And even still like revisiting it being made in 1997, like I, all of the special effects, I feel like hold up and look cool. I liked, I liked them. And then even like the aliens, dude, the arachnid, mm-hmm. they were super scary still, man. They just look like big ass bugs. And that's what I imagine they would do to a human if they were that size. Definitely graphics held up. I think putting it on yesterday, I was I was expecting to see it. And I don't know if they remastered it or they redid it, but seeing the graphics still, it was pretty good. So it's always confusing to see a movie come out now where the graphics are really shitty that they hold up. It was it was good. You guys were talking about being a satire, but I didn't really catch that until you said that. I mean, I get it right off the bat. You know, they made it funny, like the intro and everybody's like, I'm doing my part. And then a little kid pops out and he's like, I'm doing my part. And everybody like just starts laughing together, like very lighthearted. What you guys were saying about the the CGI or the special effects in this movie, I like can't state enough how crazy it is to me how well they stand up now. Not just like, oh, this is passable. This looks like it could be a low budget movie released today almost. Fucking extremely well done. And to think it was released, what, 20, oh, 24, five years ago, when- 30 years ago. And, it, and the if you look at like the effects group that was on this movie, most of them did alien. Jurassic Park went on to do Lord of the Rings. It was like an all-star cast of of people who do prosthetics, who do the CGI, who do the little models. It just kind of like randomly came together that all those people were on this movie and it flopped commercially, but it was such a fucking great CGI movie. And that's like what you're saying, Dave, you still can watch it now and be like, holy shit, this is awesome. And the corniness and stuff of the dialogue and that purposely, the flaws in the CGI and stuff almost are passable more because of that. It almost seems purposeful. So I, I think that's like one of the things that makes it hold up so well. And the same as like another movie I said on this Tremors, same thing. Like the fact that the effects still work today is what makes it a timeless classic. You can still go back and not be like, oh God, the fucking graphics, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dude, now that you say that too, I had to just look it up. Star Wars episode one came out in 99. And I almost feel like some of the effects in this look better than like the battle scene in episode one with all the droids and the Gungans and stuff. Oh, yeah, a lot of green screen. Dude, the scene where, like, the bombers go over and bomb all, like, the Clendathu, like, the Arachnid warriors and stuff. Such a dope scene, and it, it's awesome, man. Lots of oh, practical yeah. effects and people are dying and getting ripped to pieces and stuff, too. I thought that helped a lot. Oh, yeah, even the, the layout where it showed the colony and it just showed the massive dead bodies everywhere. And, I mean, the gore still today is on the level of, I think, when you watch Walking Dead or something. I mean, when the, when the girl has the training accident she slips and shoots the dude in the head i mean it, it's not even cheesy it's dude that looks realistic. so gnarly yeah. oh my it's like, god it's completely realistic still to this day and if you guys said it came out that long ago i mean sadly it's got to be a cult classic because i know there's quite a few movies after that i haven't seen but cgi holds up 
Oh yeah, it, it flopped in the theaters, but then became like like you said a cult classic, and people love it. The sequels to this movie—I don't know if you guys have ever seen them—complete dog shit, dude. Do not waste your time. Uh, they are terrible. But they have made a couple of computer-generated shows, like animated shows made with uh, you know CGI, and those are actually pretty fucking dope. But the other live-action ones were no bueno. I don't think they had would, like you know that team, that magic that the first mm-hmm. one did. I would honestly assume that they were probably shitty to be honest it seems like a franchise where the first one is semi-decent or has that cult following but they do that with so many sci-fi movies and like horror flicks you know where they take that and then they just keep running with it with a lower budget Mm -hmm. different studio every time and they just get worse and worse it's almost the same with trimmers man how you were saying earlier kind of comparing just effects wise and stuff how how good the first one is and even the second trimmers isn't bad but like then they just keep getting worse and they're still making them to this day dude now, Rico's not in the second one, to my knowledge, but he is in the third one. So that's something. Yeah, how many have you seen? Have you seen a lot of them? No, when I went to rent it on Amazon, it showed up that there are three live action and to my knowledge, two animated, which I was talking to a guy at work and he's like, yeah, the animation ones were weird, but I really want to watch them all. Um, if I could stream them somewhere, I mean... Paying three bucks really wasn't shit, though. It was still really cool. Dude, one thing I always thought was crazy, though, about this movie was after uh, that incident where the person gets shot in the head and uh, Rico gets demoted, when they're going out and just fighting the fucking arachnids, dude, and he looks like he dies. Like, I don't know how he fucking survived that shit, dude, at all, man. He looked like he got ripped apart by that bug. Dude, he had the always invincible plot armor on, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't... Uh... I didn't know this, but this was actually based on a novel, right? Like from 1959, I think it was. Oh, wow. I did not know that either. I didn't know that. Was it a, do you know if it was a series of novels or just a one? Uh, From what I saw, I just, I think it's just one. It just says it's a uh, military science fiction novel by American writer Robert Heinlein. Oh, all right. I'll look that up. Yeah, I really, unfortunately, I only watched half of it yesterday and was going to save the other, but I mean, I remember the whole thing. The fact that there was that, uh, the one guy that played the violin. I don't know. That was something that really oh, stood out to me. Dude, too. that's Jake Busey, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> many good Shout movies, out. Too. Shout out. Busey in contact too. That's right. He was the creepy dude in contact. I think he's a creepy dude in every, in real life, man. Yeah. He does like he comes, that face. He comes from a gene, gene pool of creepy dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, his dad, his dad is Gary. <laughs> I just remember him playing the violin and I thought that was so cool when I was younger. But then the scene where he busts out an electric violin, that was like futuristic to me because I didn't really know or think about electric violins. And I don't know if it lit up or not. And he was playing it. I thought it was pretty badass. Is this movie what inspired you to pick up the violin and learn how to play it, dude? Is this the origins? Uh, <laughs> Hey, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because you see boobies like two minutes after he's playing that electric violin. You might have just got hit with a wave of hormones. But like, I want all this stuff, man, in my life. I want violins, bro. (laughs) I want it all. Dude, well, his dad was Buddy Holly before he had that motorcycle accident. And he was super talented in that. So I think that they're a pretty talented family. His dad was Gary Busey, not Buddy Holly. Yeah, but he played (laughs) it. There's actually quite a lot of people that didn't go on to be mega stars, but 
we're pretty, you know, like C and B list celebrities consistently. Who the girl who plays Carmen is yeah, Denise, uh, Richards. Denise Richards. Yeah, Casper Van Dyne. Mm-hmm. Dean Norris is the training officer in it. He actually went on to have a, a really big career. Yeah, he worked a lot with the uh, the director Paul Vort Verhoeven. Okay, was, you know, did I Total Recall, RoboCop, and all those. Dude, Dude, two the, more uh, movies that had really no good arm. CGI too. And uh, Michael Ironside is the commander with the one arm who's like his teacher and then be, fights with him too. And he mm-hmm. went on to have a crazy good career. Jake Busey, uh, Patrick Bishop, the, the John homie Cunningham. The, the cop in uh, Breaking Bad. I forget his name. Yeah, that uh, was Tim. Dean Norris. Dean Norris. Timothy McNeil. <laughs> Oh, him Dale, 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 die, Dale, die. Was the uh, the guy who was trying to who was trying to kind of steal Rico's Rico's girl? Was he? Uh, did he do anything after that? Dude, let's talk about this man because he didn't really have to try very hard to steal Rico's girl. Oh, like, dude, she was every total... other scene was her like, oh hey yeah, my boyfriend's right there, yeah, but I'd dude. love to you know do whatever with you. And here's Rico, dumbass. You got dizzy. She's hot too, dude. Throwing mm, herself dude, at you, throwing. badass combat chick ready to go so and he's just sexy. like no i'm gonna do the long distance thing with my girl who's obviously and followed this pilot to the school and wants to be right. with him idiot dude so like, even me at 10 years old is like you're fucking up rico what are you doing and then he hooks up with uh with dizzy dude and she just fucking gets ripped apart oh, dude, michael ironsides and her get killed within like two minutes of each other two of the coolest characters in the movie and you're like god damn dude that whole battle at outpost 29 was so sick some of the movies super cheesy but then some shots are really dope like when when uh damn i wish i knew his character in the movie but when michael ironsides like goes to the wall and looks over and Caesar's just like a jillion bugs. He's like, doesn't even bother to fire. His face is like, well, we're pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even the, uh, what was it? The brain bug that came out. I thought it was so fucking gross, man. And then just like out came this like sharp claw and just stuck it into the top of the dude's skull and sucks out his brains. Like, I guess Michael hardcore. Michael Ironside's name was Gene Rashik. Okay, yeah. Commander Rashik. Amy Smart was in this flick too, man. I mean, come on. Who's Amy Smart? You don't remember? She was in Rat Race. Road she was in. <laughs> Rat Race. <laughs> Classic. I don't know why. Out it's of all the, the movies with Amy yeah. Adams, I threw that one out there. It's a race. It's a race. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's movie, like a man. movie I've seen like twice, to be honest. That's a hilarious movie, dude. I love Rebels, yeah. Cuba yeah. Gooding, you know. Uh, but I should have one. said, I should have said the butterfly effect, man. She's the main girl in butterfly. Oh, effect. dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah wow. road trip with yes, uh, yeah, road trip. She was like her her pilot friend, basically. Yeah, okay. One thing that is interesting was that book was w- written as a reaction to the uh, U.S. suspending uh, nuclear testing. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, talk about original... Aliens, you know, sometimes you see these movies where the aliens are all very similar, but then some movies stand out of really having its own original kind of alien creature. And this one just knocks it out of the ballpark. Originality, different, vicious as fuck and different ones, too. They didn't just they had different creatures. The ones that shot out the the big old fucking beetle looking thing that shot out those bursts of energy that fucked everybody up. Yeah, I I thought that was really cool, too, how they had a variety of different bugs and it wasn't the beetle one kind of looked like a blown up earth creature but the way they did his powers and stuff was cool but the rest of them were changed enough from actual bugs that it was like oh you could tell this is like a crazy giant bug inspired but they Mm -hmm. were unique like the arachnids they I mean they're like a spider that had giant fucking mandibles on it man it was fucking really cool hell yeah 
dude, all the different scenes of them just dismembering people and killing them was was sweet. And I think that a reason I was able to get so much into it as a kid and even now too is like you see them going all out war and it's like it's not a war movie where they're fighting against people. So you don't there's no reason to feel bad of like, oh man, these other people are just getting bowed down. You're like, yeah, they're yeah. fucking yeah. giant bugs, dude. Kill them all. These it's monsters. fucking badass. Yeah. The only good bug is a dead bug. That's yeah, what I thought dope. was dope too, though, is because everybody's thought it like looking, you can look at insects, any insect here on this planet and you're like damn they look like aliens dude they look like they don't belong here almost you know or something and it would be scary as fuck if they were big you know oh, we'd be i would be we'd be their prey dude. yeah Fucking so it's like terrified Horrible. that's how i always felt about it even as a kid like exactly how you said was like they they look slightly different enough but it almost like you could at least feel that connection of being like damn like the insects we have here are like offshoots of these aliens possibly oh, or yeah, something yeah. too, you know, but just seeing them, the way they attack people, man, and how vicious they were exactly how you said, Chris, it almost makes it feel more of like a, like a sci-fi, like horror flick at that point, you know, cause it's, they're freaky as fuck. Yeah. It hit like all, all aspects. I mean, it's, it's funny. It was satirical, goofy, but it was terrifying and gory as fuck and badass i mean it hit all the marks had a cool little sports scene it was like football futuristic football right still yeah, football remind, but it wasn't remind yeah. me of like batman beyond like the football they play in that yeah oh, it's like yeah. a metal football he like throws down I'm like damn that thing's slippery probably but had a uh, nph i don't know if you guys remember but the arachnids did they call them arachnids yes they i think were, that was the whole species i don't know if they named them each individually like the but the actual i'm sure they right. if you googled it you could find the words but in the movie i don't think they called right. them anything so we got well, bugs yeah but <laughs> it was just cool that they literally i mean the way the lady described it i mean like they're the perfect species they don't know about death they just like are there to kill and fight so they're not afraid they literally would take their spores on those uh asteroid belt that they had and send them off to different planets and shoot them off to to planets like they were they were way smarter than they thought i don't know why they thought the whole light beam shooting out they're like we made a mistake somebody made a big mistake like, yeah they were talking about how like um in, in military intelligence was like oh it's just refracted light or something it's not going to do anything and they flew their whole fucking armada into it and they just get fucked up man Oh, so bad. And going back to CGI, I was going to say that the the spaceships, the space scenes, that CGI itself too, it still holds up. Like, it's so funny that we were watching it. And I mean, it's not like you're watching this cheesy old alien movie. Makes me love it that much more. Uh, one thing that always stuck out to me, even from when I was young till now, that's crazy. And it's well done, like rewatching it. When the, the captain, the ship's blown up, she's like, get to the fucking light pods. She's just cut in half by the door. And I, they try to show, like, she tries to, like, get out of the way, but there's not, like, her oh, feet slip and she just yeah. fucking gets crushed, dude. So plot hole I got to bring up is when the light beams start shooting, I'm pretty sure the thing hits Denise Richard and their ship and motherfucking flames blast out and then it cuts away. So you're not sure what happened. And then boom, it cuts back. They're all fine. Everything's cool. She's got one cut on her head. I'm like, what the fuck happened for an explosion in your spaceship? But then boom, you're back to like, everything's cool. We're good. Just, just, uh, just a little bump, a little cut on my head. That's uh, that's the infamous plot armor again, dude. It'll save yeah, you every time. I know. I was like, she died. They're like, no, 
Oh yeah, man. And even when she got attacked, you're like, oh, she's got to be dead. And then Rico's like, I can feel her. I feel her in my balls. And he went. <laughs> he found her. Oh, Dude, yeah. that the 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 guy uh, that played her boyfriend, the pilot douche guy. I mean, even if he was a douche, I feel bad for anyone getting their brain sucked out of their body oh. by that gross-ass slug, dude, and his just eyes rolling dude. in the back of his head. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, his dude. cheeks are just like, Ooh. Yeah. Um, that yeah, was, it was gnarly. That's and pretty that, much one of the badass, craziest deaths, you know. It's like oh, a, yeah. they, that's a reverse human centipede, dude. Yeah, yeah, that gross brain bug, it gets brought out on like a bunch of giant cockroaches, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking nasty, man. And Neil Patrick Harris, another thing like how the lady, like they did a really good job at subtly laying out like the universe, the world you're in without just like a bombardment of like, this is what's going on. How they just kind of like laid clues that t- telepathy or psychic powers exist for humans in this world. And then Neil Patrick Harris is just like a fucking telepath. And at the end, he's like, it's fucking scared of us. And everyone's cheering and shit. I, I thought that was kind of cool for some reason that they were able yeah. to weave it in without throwing it in your face and making it weird. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that. I was like, I forgot that they did this and they don't really touch on it too much. It was kind of like a hint, hint, like maybe something's happening. I wonder yeah, like if they play they, the cards in the beginning. Yeah. There's like that weird commercial about it. And I mean, maybe the sequels, if we watch them, it touches more on that. Yeah. It goes into it. It was almost like maybe they were planning on doing a sequel and planning on elaborating. I bet you they were, man. I mean, especially for given the time and the effects, how we're saying how they still hold up. They put a lot into this film. I wonder what the budget was because like Chris was saying, it was a pretty big flop in the box office. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that derailed a lot of the the real plans they had going forward. I mean, they still have the movies that they've made since though, yeah. but I'm sure I'm sure they had bigger plans for it for a sequel. Dude, uh, shout out shout out to my mom because my parents, if it came out that young and we were that young, what the hell were they thinking taking us to that movie <laughs> in theater? Cool. She's the cool mom. Oh, I'm that saying. hit all the marks of a rated R movie for sure. <laughs> it was awesome. Of a 90s of a 90s rated yeah, R movie dude, at yeah. that too. And I dude, I like I said, I think I was 10 when I first saw it. And yeah. and I I, I want to say that everything about the movie like still holds up and it's still great. But I also think it just like appeals to the fucking 10-year-old that's still inside of me every time I watch it. I'm like, it's like the epitome. I know for if you're older now, like guess you could see like the satire and everything going on. But you're a young kid, it's just like, oh, this is just like dudes going to fight giant aliens in space. And it's badass. Like it doesn't get more badass than that. Johnny Rico and all his cheesy ass one-liners. Like, I thought you were dead. He's like, I'm it's, not, but some of my soldiers are. You know? It's also like one of those movies where you'd hear like so many of your friends and older kids and even adults like talking about it. So you're like, oh man, like I can't wait to see this, which used to make movies so much more like, I mean, for lack of a better term, just like precious or like more Mag- value. Magical, dude. Magical. Yeah, dude, completely, man. But like... I have to ask you guys, Alex did touch on this earlier and this movie having come out in 1997 and how Alex saw it in theaters with his family. Um, how did you guys feel when you were a kid and you saw the boob scene for the first time? 
Um, do you want me to explain on the pod, like getting a boner as a ten-year-old? <laughs> because no, dude, dude. it's one of those. It was one of those movies where, like, I wasn't expecting like to see it, uh, to see this movie, and then all like that was like another word of mouth thing. Being a young, mm-hmm. like, ju- like that age, going like junior high school age kid was like, oh, your friends would be like, dude, there's boobs and uh, Starship Troopers, and so you knew it was coming, man. And for me, my friends had seen the movie before me and i'd always heard it so i was just like waiting the entire movie like oh i know i'm gonna know i'm gonna see some movies in this movie (laughs) there's there's multiple times and i would be a goddamn liar if i didn't say when i first got a hold of vhs copy of that movie i found the pause button dude i will tell you that (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure i just recorded it once it came to the movie channels but i like just labeled it as like real world road rules challenge or something different you know dude also it's a a great series man um if it was Wee's big big adventure i definitely would have clicked on that Hell yeah. <laughs> no, definitely uh i remember you know the shower scene that was the first one and it was all the girls and guys in the shower and you you got a you got a glimpse of of multiple people uh multiple girls oh yeah dude with that one and Wee's big adventure you, you oh real, real quick in that scene dude and that's <laughs> when i knew dude well i i would say for the time period this movie was one of those word of mouth movies that ranked up there with like Titanic getting that VHS, your family would own it. And you're like a young kid and you're like, oh, I'm going to see where the boobs are at on these, this double taped fucking Titanic release. It's <laughs> also just a great movie, Dave. It was, it was the second. It was, the oh, second. I think it just switched like the second was tape. <laughs> 20 minutes, 30 seconds into the second tape. Now there's that reminds me of that. There's that website. It's probably still out there. And you can go there. Is it like Mr. Skin or something? Yeah, something like that. Dude, yeah, it is. (laughs) And the timestamp of the movie for you to catch. And was that a real site? Or now I'm thinking. uh, Yeah, it was knocked knocked up, up. though. Yeah, they were knocked up. They were going to make that website. And then they discovered the real Mr. Skin in the movie. And they're like, oh, (laughs) dude, it was funny because it was Paul Rudd coming over and being like, oh, He's like, that's Mr. Skin. And then they're all like, fuck. They'd have been devoted like years to developing this website. (laughs) We got to go back, watch the sequels. Of course, this movie had been on, I think, Netflix or something forever. And then the minute I'm like, let's watch it. I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. It was on Pluto TV, I want to say for free, but I had commercials with it. Uh, I don't do that. It's It's like voodoo and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I Idiot. will fuck commercials, man. Dude, I, will I will pay the three dollars for to ditch dude, commercials. It's three dude. bucks too. I know it's really nothing. Full confession: I read an article that it was leaving Netflix, and that's what made me want to watch it. Oh. So, <laughs> well, should have thought choice. of it sooner. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I feel like we hadn't talked about it a lot, and this is a perfect. Oh, perfect yeah, time. it's definitely one of my all-time favorite, like cheesy classic. Movies I could revisit at any time. Did we I shouldn't ever even bring say it cheesy because there's other movies on there? It also, I it just so. also has that uh, nostalgia to it too for that time period, man. Like for how we were saying, just like a big box office release, and this was like you know a big sci-fi war movie. Like there was so much more excitement and build up for these, and especially for how young we were. Like it just had a lot more kind of an allure to it. And then when you did see it, it didn't really let you down, especially because we were younger. So it had everything for like our age demographic for sure. So, uh, so without looking, is this the best space movie or sci-fi of 1997? 
Ooh, I'm going to say yeah, because I can't think of another one personally that, that would top this. Was Alex, this? Can, uh, can you think did, of Did I, Contact I come out in 97? Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, it was second, second best probably. I was right. going to say, is, in, did Independence Day come out that there, year? No, I think Independence Day was 96. Oh, I could be totally uh, wrong. Was, was uh, Men in Black, did Men in Black come out Men in 97? Men in Black was also 97. Yeah. Uh, one Ooh. of my favorites, oh, Event sh- Horizon. Ooh. Dude, Men in Black in this—that'd be a—that's a, that'd be a hard one to pick which one I like more. But I—I I don't know, man. I don't. Yeah, Horizon. That was that's a really good one. There's another good one. Dude. Rocket Man. Oh, ninety-seven. I, I loved Rocket, Rocket man. man, dude. So funny. Yeah. When he oh, kept blaming, the, I was he kept blaming Rocket's his farts here. on uh, Julie or whatever her name was. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, maybe it was, maybe it was Judy, Julie. He's like, you blaming it on Julie. She's not even here. There's <laughs> a lot of good movies in 97. Dude, the 90s rocked, man. Dude, 90s rocked. 97, uh, Flubber. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> oh, dude. I just watched Flubber not too long ago. It's uh, cheesy as fuck. But uh, all right. RIP Robin, man. Yeah. We all miss him. That's mm-hmm. for sure, dude. So gotta ask, dudes. Maybe Steve, you're already you already joined the military, so you probably would. You joining up for the mobile infantry? You gonna take your test and go fight these bugs, or are you gonna be a citizen who can't vote? Or I'm sorry, a civilian who yeah. wants to become a citizen? Would you like to know more? <laughs> citizen Would you like to know more? Vote. <laughs> I'd definitely try not to be a not to be a grunt. Yeah, right. Try to get you in a pilot school or something. Yeah, be very good at math, I guess. I mean, like I touched on earlier, like, oh, it's so cool to watch because they're not fighting other humans. I do think that aspect of it, too, of like we're fighting alien creatures from another planet would make it much more easier to sign up for war. Being like, I don't have to go kill other possibly innocent people. Mm -hmm. I get to go fight giant bugs. But it would also be 18 times more terrifying once you were fucking there fighting them. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I always love these movies that have these giant creatures. And yes, those machine guns were pretty effective. But at the same time, man, like why they didn't have bigger caliber guns or something like it was like you had to do it. But they're like, run very close up to this thing. And when it gets close to you, it's probably going to maul the fuck out of you. So it's like, but then they had nukes and they had like, I mean, I get it's a movie, but sometimes you're just like, right. Like you, you, you think the technology, that with, if you have yeah. interplanetary travel and all this yeah. shit, we'd probably have a better weaponry. The they did show at the end, they had like those laser guns that could blow the top off a fucking mountain. Like when yeah. they're like, we've got better guns and better, like the little b- buzz reel at the end, trying to get you to join the mobile infantry that mm-hmm. I would want to be like, okay, how do I sign up to be the guy who has that laser gun? Cause I'm just fucking oh, yeah. everything up. dude. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty ladies in the military at least. So that was a plus. Oh yeah. They've uh, but... got a real one track mind tonight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> dude. Cause I just imagine like any pluses when you think about what you're going up against. Those things are gnarly, dude. It'd be hard to want to join that army, to be honest. I mean, if my friends were doing it, then maybe I'd join. If you guys would join, I would join. Yeah, in. but like if your parents got, you know, if a, an asteroid hit Henderson and killed all the people we love, and then you're just like filled with anger and rage, like, would you go? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, if my entire hometown and everyone I loved died, yeah, for sure going, dude. And they were like in Buenos Buenos Aires or something. That was the thing that I always thought was funny too. I'm glad you brought that up because like, I, you know, it's a different future. But there is just a bunch of white people. Like, yeah. it was like, 
fucking California. Buenos Aires, Buenos Aires, dude. Yeah. It's the future. It's Buenos Aires in real life. You know, it's, like it's the future. I've never been there, so I don't know if I'm just being ignorant. Reminds Argent- of, uh, Argentina, as they say. I don't the, think it's a bunch of white people. Argentina. There is a lot. I think there is a lot more light-skinned European more influence in Argentina. In a little bit. I mean, I could be a little wrong, but I've always heard like Argentina is like the... Uh, the European state of like South America. That's where all the Germans are, you know. Uh-huh. It could be. Yeah, I mean. Uh-huh. But uh, it's a good point. I know it reminded me of Halo almost where some of the locations in Halo in the future, I think, were like in Africa or, or they just renamed them. Zanzibar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a great, it was, it's a great flick, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd give it five scoops. Five scoops. Yeah. I would, I would rank it high too. It's one of my favorite. It's hard after Steven just brought up how many good movies came out and that's that that year, but definitely sci-fi alien. I mean, attacking. I think uh, I think that's more of a celebration of yeah, sci- I, sci-fi movies of that year. To be honest, when you're throwing out those juggernauts, dude, it's like wow. Uh, because I, when you think of those movies, I just think of good movies from when we were younger. It's crazy to think they all came out in the same calendar right, year, man. Right? Yeah, and I forgot Fifth Element too. That's another. Ooh, damn. Yeah, and I don't think like the greatness of one of these movies necessarily takes away from the greatness of the others, man. So for no. me, Starship Troopers is five. Five out of five, dude. It hits every single dude, box yeah. to check. The parts that I love, the cheesy parts and the stuff that would normally be like a ding are purposely there. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, fucking hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I've yet to find a moment where I'm like, okay, electric violence. Come on, dude. So cool. If you were 12, then I think I, I had already started playing. Still really cool. Oh, yeah. You were just inspired, I'm sure. You probably saw yeah. it went home and just like jammed out. Oh, I want to join the army and play. For me, man, Jake Busey will always be your muse, dude. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Contact this. Like there's a theme popping up. So Jake Busey will always be your muse and Gary Busey will always be mine. <laughs> your buddy Holly. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for indulging me in Starship Troopers. Like we all talked about, it's gonna forever be one of my all-time fucking favorite movies. We'll hold up forever in my mind. And uh stay safe out in the galaxy, man. Stomp on bugs whenever you see them. Hell yeah, brother. Good bug is a dead bug. Peace out. See see you guys. A good bug is a dead bug. Goodbye, everybody. Beep.